Welcome to the One Within All to the Universe podcast. My name is Chance, and it's a great honor to initiate another episode with an invocation to the source and singularity of all life as we together request and express the fulfillment of gratitude and the supercharging of our infinite access to life, boundless enthusiasm, and powerful wisdom. The truth is that all of these superpowers of the human experience are tied together in the holistic circulation of our life force energy, which is the vehicle through which our mind emerges. In the Eastern traditions, they call the general aspect of our biological field chi, but sages through the ages have determined some key distinctions in the various types of chi that we utilize for life and traditions such as qigong, tai chi, and specific breathwork practices have embodied the longevity in the cultural memory that they promise for the individual in their lifespan. Lucky for us, our guest today is helping people collect the missing pages of the owner's manual for their human vessel as he teaches what he learns along his own path to making this incarnation one that counts. His name is Mark English, a.k.a. Iso L, and today we're going to dive into the Dantian, the reservoir of life force energy that can be carefully cultivated with proper techniques to become a vault of wealth for enhancing our health, strengthening our body, and demonstrating the deeper meaning of the idea of Wu Wei or effortless action. On his YouTube channel of the same name, Mark English provides the knowledge foundation for the mental fundamentals of internal alchemy and the redemption of the psyche, a path that can help us prevent our life's candle from burning at both ends and prolong our ability to practice transcendental consciousness to prepare for the next level of our infinite existence without wasting our spiritual currency, which is time and attention <clears throat> on less effective modalities. As a uh, Qigong practitioner myself, I'm truly stoked to take my own knowledge and ritual to a greater coherence. So let's get right into it by sending a warm psychic welcome to the Nay Gong trainer and life force energy retainer, the great Mark English. Welcome to Interverse, man, and thanks for being here. Hey, hey thank you. That, that was an excellent um, introduction, by the way. It's one of the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Really good. Like you did your homework or something, man. That's what I up. try. I try. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'm, you know, grateful to be here, man. Uh, it's really, this really is a mission. You know, I, I must say, even just kind of, just spreading out the knowledge of proper practice and, 
you know, just trying to get right to the core of what the sacred masters, you know, what, what they were saying, man. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's interesting with Qigong because, you know, when you look at the, I guess, the modern world now, there's the, it's, you got Qigong, then you got Nagong, then you got Nagan, you know what I mean? So the way uh, I learned under two lineages, I actually just became a disciple under another lineage. Um, so there's differences. So I don't know if you ever heard of, uh, you know, um, I Ching Jing principles, right? So I Ching Jing, Nagong, it deals with body chi cultivation, all right. That's where you, you know, I'm going to get into the details of that. That's what I teach in my uh, weekend temple. Um, but then there's also another part. Right. Um, so this is talking about when you use uh, cultivation practices for spiritual enlightenment, uh, spiritual immortality. Right. So there's another part where you also cultivate the spirit. Now, this one is is the most difficult one to find proper knowledge on because the techniques wasn't put in books and most of the stuff that's like out there and Taoist traditions are mainly the foundational like exercises like Jing, Qi and Shen. So we can find much more literature on I'll say the body cultivation techniques but it gets pretty tricky when you try to find the the other higher level techniques, I guess you could say, for what chi body cultivation was meant to prep the practitioner for. So I'm just going to start off with one that uh, if you ever read any, uh, there's a book called Qigong Meditation, uh, Embryonic Breathing. Um, it's a pretty good book. And it talks about dual cultivation, all right, where there's... I Ching Jing, muscle tending, changing Qigong, right? That Qigong or Nagong is when you cultivate what's called acquired Qi, right? Post-birth Qi, not, not the prenatal one. So in this body cultivation, the first step is basically condensing and coalescing the energy in the abdomen. Like you did bring up the Dantian. So for people that may be really new, it's kind of coming out much more. The body has a bioelectric battery, right? It's centered directly in the center of the abdomen called the lower Dantian. And that's usually, that's where you would start. That's level one to the game. All right. Now, the, the first step was, knowing how to get full in the Dantian. But from a Nagong perspective, you would first coalesce and condense the energy in the abdomen from a technique called reverse abdominal breath, okay? So that's what I teach in, in my weekend temple. This uh, tradition, these teachings were passed on by a Buddhist Kung Fu family. I learned it from a Shaolin disciple, Shifu Misan and Grandmaster Guo Lin. All right. So it's a very efficient body chi cultivation where you first get full in the abdomen. And then what happens is when you build a container in your lower abdomen and get full, it's like a mass of energy is uh, built in the abdomen. What then happens is, you see, there's a, a girdle vessel, a, a horizontal meridian that surrounds the abdomen, 
okay? And this is probably this is one of the most important meridians when it comes to cultivating the body and filling up the body properly with chi. So Ne Gong, Yichen Jing Muscle Tendon Changing deals with cultivating what's called the fascia or what the Chinese would call the hung. The hung is another name for, they would say, is the empty spaces in between the organs. So all of the connective tissue that holds the body together, that stops the organs from collapsing, right? Holding everything together. That's what the chi mobilizes through. So a saying called separate the flesh from the bone, where when the chi mobilizes in the body, it will then make space between the flesh and the bone, separate the flesh and the bone and begin to mobilize through the honeycomb fashioned uh, connective tissues of the body. So body chi cultivation is, is like this internal pressure that builds within your body. And that internal pressure that separates the flesh from the bone from the bone is vigorous. It's very vigorous, actually. And it's a specific breathing that you develop called uh, sinking the chi, where you learn how to sink the chi in the lower dantian, right? Get full. First, you cultivate the battery. Then when the battery is activated, it begins to mobilize the chi in throughout the entire body. All right. Now, now that's body chi cultivation. That's, that was one part. The other part was uh, usually traditionally the Taoists would do a technique. Uh, it was a qigong called Shi Sui Jing. OK, this one is really like a needle in a haystack to find. OK, it usually involved the bone marrow, but Shi Sui Jing was basically for spiritual enlightenment, spiritual immortality. What does that mean? So the belly on Buddha represents a spiritual pregnancy, okay? It isn't a metaphor, okay? It isn't just only a belly full of chi. There's a pregnancy that takes place in both man and woman, okay? It's just not a lot of people go through the training or, or take the time out to cultivate correctly to where you will uh, actually start to form an embryo, okay? And it usually it needs to be overseen by a master anyway, all right? So what do I mean by that is if you would want to, while you cultivate the physical body, you are also converting your astral body or chi body you know, whatever. So if someone has a outer body experience, it could be from almost drowning or car accident, didn't die. Some cases, meditation or they'll say lucid dreaming where the body would spontaneously uh, the lucid or the chi body would jump out of the physical body. And then they would kind of be looking back at themselves. OK, so In there. Yeah. Right. So that's a. Uh, that's you could say that that's astral projection. That's uh, however, what the Chinese call that that body, they called it yin shen. OK, so the yin shen of human beings is not really developed. It's not gathered. It's not condensed. OK, so based upon just the knowledge and literature, when you die, 
this yin shen is is not it isn't strong enough to continue to thrive and exist without anchoring into a human body so you could also say the yin shen which is the psyche the soul has a lot of attachments in a desire realm right um and attachments to the human mind or human world it it, it, it then uh will uh cause the energy because to be more dispersed okay so just like in Nagong in body cultivation you also have to you have to condense the energy in the abdomen because the energy around the lower dantian is dispersed it's like a cloud like structure so with Nagong or qigong all right you would then further condense the energy around the abdomen so you could feel it now for spiritual cultivation the higher levels you the yin shen the chi body needs to be converted and strengthened into what's called yang shen okay so yang shen training is basically where if you ever read any of the books where they talk about uh when you become pregnant all that means is now you've like condensed and coalesced that yin shen to where it's, it does look like an embryo because i went through the process so it will look like an embryo a baby and you would learn how to nurse that embryo that's in a particular part of the body then when it gathered when you gather enough energy it's like you kind of built a container for this subtle or this you could say development of your soul your independent that can be independent from the body when it's ready to be birthed it will spontaneously start to rise up but at this time it will rise up the crown or the pineal gland whereas for most of humanity yin shen it will jump out to different parts of the body it's not going to like it 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 needs to generate some energy in order to leave through the crown and then when it's birthed it will live in the in the in the top of the head it will live like in the middle of the pineal so now it's the the buddha on the lotus Imagery. Basically, yeah, it, it does feel like that. Your crown will open up, right? But the thing is, there are some people that, um, if they have more primordial spirit, or uh, maybe they cultivated in a past life, or uh, maybe they fast a lot and they do some energy techniques, where it can possibly begin to emerge, where it just spontaneously emerge without the guidance of a master, even though the uh, guidance and protection from a lineage or buddha is damn near mandatory in this time because you know because it's not matured when you take it out uh and explore you could be you know it's dangerous you could be blocked out from coming back in from different life forms hijackings take place on earth so it's really not recommended to try to do anything like this alone um however and it's not astral projection it's 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 not it's something different than that so when now um basically when it comes back in now it lives in the head and it basically is you can feel it where it's at so it's almost like now you have two vehicles to cultivate right you got your body now where you cultivate the sinew channels you you stretch open the tissues with the yang chi from uh, you know in your negong and then you have also i guess they they considered this not so much qigong they they consider this to be cultivation of the dao all right i want to recapitulate some of the stuff you just laid out because yes. it's not the type of thing that comes up in normal conversation our 
our audience is definitely like the the deep end type of researchers and and folks. They're not like going to be just totally bewildered by something they haven't heard about before. But there's so there's some precedent in even Western traditions for what you're talking about. The the pregnancy thing. This is the the allegory in the alchemical text was the homunculus. And they would kind of portray it like it was an external experiment, like a, a guy being grown in a flask. But I'm pretty sure that that was meant to be allegory for an internal process. I mean, it, it must be. So we're talking about spiritual immortality. And as somebody that's had spontaneous experiences of popping out of the body, right. what always happened is, you know, I might notice I'm above my body. I'm looking up. I'm looking at the ceiling fan <laughs> from the level of the ceiling. And I start to, I get excited. I start to float around the room or the house, but then eventually there's a point where I just kind of fall out of being aware of the experience. And the next thing I know I'm waking up is a few hours later. Right. So our, our energy field, our energy body is the same thing as our memory and our consciousness, <laughs> like the energy, the biofield that uh, our body is inside of. And so I think there may be that after we leave the body in death, that if we haven't cultivated or created like a strong container or coherence for right. what you're describing, this other vehicle, then the uh, the memory and life force and awareness of who we are can kind of dissipate into the larger pleroma of all that is. And so like that energy isn't lost, but it kind of lo might lose its sense of individuated mm -hmm. uh, identity right. right so the spiritual immortality is kind of like being able to keep your memory and sense of individuated self after the physical body uh, is deceased which when you think about it is <laughs> what could be more uh, of an important thing to learn how to do in a life because <laughs> think mm -hmm. of everything you care about all the memories you've made with people you love and if that sort of just dissipated into into the ether uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why this inner salvation is like saving the entire world. If one person does it, they save the world or their world because they get to take all of the people that they care about with them into wherever they go next because they don't lose all of that memory and all of that uh, identity and sense of self. So there's a, a really strong reason to want to learn this stuff and put it into practice and try to master it in a lifetime so that you don't just kind of come back around on the wheel and lose yeah. everything that you've done or a lot of what you've done. Yeah, you, you got it. You, you broke it down. Well, it's, it's it, it Yang Shen, the achievement of the Yang Shen was considered to be the most in, uh, the highest achievement of the human being. You see? So it's like, people don't know, like when a caterpillar, you know, within the caterpillar is a butterfly, right? So within the human being is that Yin Shen that, that can be, coalesce, gathered, condensed, and strengthened. But not only that, the birthing process is just one part. That's just the beginning. You also have to mature it. You see? So that's why I just became a disciple under this lineage. They do teach the training online, live, under master, you know, under the master. But you can, uh, you know, people interested in that, we'll talk more about it. But you could put the links and stuff in from this podcast, you know. Um, so just to talk a bit more about it, it's uh, even in the books, it, it, it says, you know, it has to go through this process of maturing it. Right. Even me, I'm only really instructed to take it out like once a week. Uh, 
20 to and no longer than 20 to 30 minutes. You're overseen by the Grand Master because you have to be protected, which is the reason for joining the lineage. You so you're, you're taking your vehicle out of your physical body? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. No, everything I said, yeah, I done already. I went through the process already, been pregnant, nursed it, you know, went through the birthing process and everything. You see? So men do get pregnant, but it's just not, it's a rare phenomenon to hear a man talk about it. And it also, um, it's, no one will really come out and say it like that. It, it, it does seem like an allegory to most, like when you read about it. And you're but not pregnant with someone else's seed. It's yourself that you're giving birth to. It, it's from your own hormones, your own sex, uh, your innate chi. Your innate chi is gathered and condensed and strengthened. And, and what the lineage does, they help you to activate what's called internal embryonic breathing. So you need a particular type of breathing that, that needs to be activated. And the embryonic breath is not something that's really known in the West yet at this time as my teacher does not really speak any English. He has a translator. So I knew about the embryonic breath before. I thought I was doing it because I was sinking my chi, opening my channels. I knew how to cultivate, like, acquired chi. And because I felt the chi opening me up, I thought I was doing embryonic breath, but that was not it at all. It wasn't, that was something different. What I was still doing fell under the category of e-changing principles and body chi cultivation, which is most of what's in the Western world, you see. But now when we talk about gathering also innate chi, okay, that it. So it is your own. Think of it like as now you build a container, right? In order to gather energy, you need a container, you need a body, right? So then they teach you the techniques on how to nurse it the proper way. Because, again, things like this, when people leave, feel something leave through the top of their head, it can happen. But the problem is, it's like you don't have the proper instruction. You don't know how to mature it. You don't even know it necessarily like how to program it. Right. Because they help you to program it, help you to like uh, know how to gather energy as well. Because, you, you know, it gathers energy for you in, in a sense. So it is the next step of cult, energy cultivation. So, you know, I just took it out last night, you see, but only like 20 minutes. And it's something you do it at will. It's not just like how you can move your hand. You know, it, it's, it's, it feels very natural. Right. And I, I progressed pretty quick because, you know, um, they say that there are some students that are high wisdom root. Right. And then I have a Nagong background, but not everyone. Nece- you don't necessarily have to have a Nagong background. Your soul may have may just be high wisdom root from a past life, maybe. Or you may meditate a lot. You may naturally have a Zen state of mind. So this isn't just a kind of toot my own horn because I had a Nagong background. That, that may not even be uh, necessary. You know what I mean? However, I do want to put it on the fact that. uh the iron shirt that I know how to develop my body from chi. I see why the Taoist traditions did both where you cultivate to strengthen your body, like kind of the iron shirt Kung Fu, right? Then you have where you nurse the embryo, nurse the pregnancy, and then you mature it. And then, um, but then you train it for its independence. So basically 
it's like you have two. It's not so when it leaves, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get into the detail of what happens because I, I want people to have their own experience. You know what I mean? I don't want them to like come in and be like, uh, have some type of expectation. You know, I, I can say a few things um, about it, but it's, it's again, it, this is called Yang Shen training. Very difficult to find. Very difficult. And it can be done online. So you meet up with them live. Very beautiful people, man. You know, it's within just a couple months of being with this lineage, my Nagong practice has excelled times a thousand, man. So, you know, and then the activation of the internal embryo breathing, where it's just, you know, uh, you bring your mind to the abdomen and then it starts to pump like a heartbeat. If the, the embryo breathing is not based upon the inhale and exhale through the nose and mouth. It's an internal respiration and it's how you breathe inside your mother's womb. Okay. Is this what you're talking about? Cultivating this metaphorical pregnancy in this sense, are you becoming like the placenta to a baby the way that your placenta was to you when you were in the womb? Yeah, you do. uh, So it's, it, it seems strange. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 a real thing. It's actually like an actual body that's forming an embryo. It's a real thing, and it's uh, what it um, what what was I going to say? So, well, I, I just have so I'm really interested in the placenta as organism. I've talked about this a bunch of times right. on the show before, but there is a I believe that the placenta is like a has a divine intelligence or is almost like a spiritual twin, right? It's like, and so I think part of one of the problems that we face in society right now is the way that the, the placenta and afterbirth are treated like medical waste or even sold to corporations to make weird pharmaceuticals, just sort of Mm -hmm. uh, totally desecrated. And that like you and I would be aware that every biological form has a spiritual essence that animates it. And it's the only way that there can be life is if there's that spirit innate to it. So that means that the placenta while you're in the womb is like literally a, 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 a living spiritual being that is sharing the identical DNA with you. So it's like a twin of you. And I wonder if after, after the placenta is sort of tossed aside and desecrated, if it becomes traumatized the way that we would, if we had some kind of experience of death like that, creating almost a hungry ghost or like, you know, the, the devil on your shoulder. So one thing that I've personally done is recapitulate the relationship to that spiritual divine twin. And it, to me feels like it's a, a guiding force or presence that is always with me in a protective way and to, it's fascinating what you're talking about because it makes me realize that like maybe we're meant to t- to become that type of nurturer and cultivator mm-hmm. for the next level of being after ourselves. That makes so much sense. Yeah, your soul know you know, brother. Like it, it see, human beings was meant to go through what's called a consciousness accretion process, not the same process of death like the animal kingdom. You see, so so each so there are higher dimensional, transcendental, subtle bodies that are that that are in you, right? But it needs to be gathered, it needs to be condensed. But but the energy practices are really only that's important, but you also have to live uh, a very highly moral life. 
in a sense, right? It, it's you have to live in virtue, which sounds like, oh, yeah, everyone says that. But when I say virtue, I mean law of the energy field. OK, so there's a particular code of conduct. You know, even when the church talks about the deadly sins, like, you know, lust and anger, these things will actually consume the ancient. It will it can dissipate and, and still disappear if you don't live in a particular way. You see, and um, sex is not used under any circumstances to build a subtle body. So the whole thing about Tao lovemaking and all that is not true. You know, it, it may be to spice up like the sex life and maybe y'all could circulate some energy in the body or whatever and all that. But it's you have to manage your sex life. You know, you can make it into something special, like if you're in a relationship, like if both of y'all cultivate, maybe you could say, hey, once a month, twice a month, or let's make it something special. But if it's something that's like where you do it a lot, you, you won't be able to mature it. You may even if you make it, take it out or, you know, but to fully mature it is, is uh, I'm not saying you have to give up sex. But you really have to manage your desires and, and manage your emotions. But again, when the internal embryo breathing activates and certain things um, that the lineage of master, the master helps you with, it pretty much is you kind of more not like in a natural state because of the abilities that the grandmaster helps you to uh to, uh, to attain to it's not it's not gradual uh i don't know if you ever watched uh, i did a podcast the other day and this brother was telling me about an uh, anime about this master that cultivated his energy for like 80 years okay 80 plus years he had disciples and what he did he was preparing his disciples to pass on the holographic transmissions of all his years of cultivation and to install it into their biological device, the human body, because this is a technology. So with these techniques from Grandmaster Zhang, all right, um, this is called Heavenly Essence Qigong, is the holographic, holographic encrypted transmissions from the other realms of the grandmaster and high-level achievers that then send that program to install it into your biological device. So what would take you maybe 10 to 30 years, you could possibly achieve in a matter of a week. You see, I know that's hard to for people to have a concept because they're so, most of the books are traditional Taoist and Buddhist books. This lineage is not a traditional Taoist and Buddhist lineage. There's the techniques have been optimized. You see? So well, that makes you, sense, man. I, I use this yeah. example a lot, but I, I used to go to a lot of music festivals. When I first started going, I would see a couple of girls hula hooping and they're decent at it. And then over just the next couple of years, more girls started doing this hula hoop flow and the things that they could do jumped up in levels beyond what anyone ever would have thought possible. And even new uh, new girls doing the hula hoop would just kind of race to the point where all the ones have been practicing for years were at. So like there's this, there's this truth to what yes. you're saying that the skills and techniques that human beings develop are like, I, I liken it to a mine shaft and mm -hmm. wherever the, the edge of the frontier of, of what's possible is at, those are where the, the people practicing are just sort of digging and chipping away in that tunnel but someone new can just walk right through the tunnel all the way to where everyone else is at and get a lot further, a lot faster. So 
I mean, there's lots of precedent for what you're talking about, even in sort of mundane human skills. Yeah. Like once the four minute mile was achieved, now it's like a standard, right? You got it. Yep. Absolutely, man. That's a good observation, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like that, brother. Like, you know, you, you start to, it, it, um, what, what, uh, sorry, what I was going to say was too, uh, even a concept of religion, you know, when, uh, Christianity, uh, uh, you had to been, it was easier to mature your yang shen. It's very difficult for someone to do it on their own. They, some say you can't even do it on your own, but you needed to be overseen by a Buddha, right? So this was how religions kind of came into being. You know, there was all they, we do know that there was a fall that took place, right? A hijacking, many talks about it, alien invasion, genetic, you know, mutation, a lot of things went down particularly on Earth, becoming a hijack matrix. So, you know, there have been techniques that have been preserved by sacred masters to assist human evolution, because without these specific intentional techniques, just trying to do it in still meditation on your own, just still, it may take many, many lifetimes, many lifetimes, you see? So when Jesus, like, for example, would say something like, to get to God, you have to come through me. It was perverted by the Vatican. What that means is that Buddha of that lineage have created specific optimized energy techniques. One, two, with a code of conduct, commandments, not to say you can go to hell, but to say, hey, you could do the techniques and cultivate your energy, but if you don't have these virtues, the energy ain't going to build. You can keep dissipating it, you know? So the commandments plus the energy techniques, which were encased with the holographic transmissions of the Buddha, that was your religion. But all religions remember what? What do they say? To grant you everlasting life. You see? Because human beings have failed, so we needed representatives of the Tao. Religion is actually saying the truth that you do need some type of middleman. So there's usually people where it's like, forget the middleman. I'm my own God. There's very rare souls that can do it on their own. OK, I'm not saying that that's something that doesn't exist, but we're talking about for the majority of us. OK, the Buddha, the master, the representative is he is like. Uh, how, OK, so I use this analogy before. Like, okay, let's say you have Wi-Fi in the home, right? You live in a big house. And the Wi-Fi doesn't particularly extend very well to this part of the house. The signal is weak. So what do you do? You buy a booster, okay? You buy a booster to then extend that signal into that part of the house. So the DAO is kind of like Wi-Fi, Right. It's like a uh, it's it's the formless, fundamental nature that oversees everything and all of existence. And it it's the true mind, the true broadcast of creation. Right. Nothing in creation affects it. OK, it's never changing. Wi-Fi. You could have broken receivers in your laptop and everything, but Wi-Fi ain't pretty much affected by that. All right. So to that part, that booster that needed to send the signal off into that part of the house. That's what Buddhas and masters and, and, and um, masters that attain the Tao of enlightenment. When you went 
came it upon yourself to join a lineage or religion, you accepted that master as your booster, okay, to boost the signals of the transmissions of the Tao, to give you specific cultivation techniques to burn away the sediments of the soul, to, to, uh, to kind of burn away your karma, to purify, to help coalesce and gather the energy for what? For your yangshen, for your celestial body. To, so if you do, when your physical body perishes, you can choose to stay here on earth or you could choose to explore different realms. So the gist of religion, this was the root of it, where the, the transmissions for energy cultivation techniques to condense your yang shen and mature it was cut off by the alien invasion, was also cut off by uh, uh, the Vatican, the Jesuits, all that stuff. So they only left one part, which is the commandments, the virtues, but it pretty much kind of became empty to some extent. Oh, they took the place of the the mid the mediator, the middleman. Yeah, the mediator. Now the mediator's been bastardized to say, "Hey, you a piece of shit. I'm God." You know, but it wasn't like that. They were just you. You respected them as the representative of God because through them you could gain your redemption. You couldn't do it alone. I know some people may not res resonate with that, but the genetic template got so effed up from the invasion, the fall of Atlantis, all this stuff. These religions were kind of a, it's a, it's a sake of compassion. You know, it's, it's, a, it's compassion, it's love from these high-level achievers in the other realms that optimized and perfected these specific techniques that you do every day. Even mudras, there's a mudra that we do that connects you to the whole universe, and it speeds up the process. So all the religions at one point authentically had the energy gathering techniques to form your, you could say, heavenly body, celestial body, whatever name they wanted to give it. Right. But it's a real thing. And it was meant to what? Start a spiritual pregnancy, a real embryo to form. This is so this is the metaphor of the immaculate conception. The, the you got it. birth. Yeah. Now, did you choose the name Iso and L because Iso or Iso means savior or God in a whole bunch of ancient languages and L means God. It's like savior God or God, God. Well, 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 for me, uh, see Iso esoteric, esoteric, you see Iso in uh, the root meaning means internal, inner, L just means teacher. And so I'm a teacher of internal arts. That's cool, but it's got layers of of meaning uh, yeah, beyond that, man. Like uh, Arabic word name for Jesus is Iso. Oh, I didn't even know it's that. The you same. Mean. That's the root. It's E S O or E S I E C. It's where you get ISIS. There's a whole bunch of names that derive from that through philology. Like I was like, whoa, <laughs> this guy might know some shit if this the name he's taking on, even if he doesn't know why yeah. he took on that name. But it's like got ancient, well, thank, ancient thank resonance. Thank you for that, brother. Uh, you do, I definitely send me the information on it. I need to know my own name, <laughs> you know. But you know that this. Uh, I be you know it's good to talk about these things because you know uh, it's going to catch on, um, and the West is going to you know the only reason this kind of these teachings coming out to the West is because the Chinese Communist Party banned it. You know what they did to the fallen Dafa practitioners and stuff. So 
you know, a grand, a grandmaster, master Lee, they have a, a vision to have teachers throughout the West to gain momentum in the West to bring it back to China. But this is for all beings. You see, it isn't based on <clears throat> whether you're fruitarian, vegan, breatharian, and just the church say, come as you are. What's important is the daily meditation, do being consistent in the practice, chastity, okay? Sexual purity. This doesn't mean never have sex, but in the early stages of it, it you, you, you would abstain to mature. Even just on body cultivation, they would say no sex for 100 days. So the same when the Yangshan is merged out, no sex for 100 days, then manage it, you see? The less, the better, you know? So um, uh, what, what was I going to say? So, yeah, it's and then also like the, the mental aberrations of envy, you know, anger, you know, all them things could consume it. So you really could only get to a certain place with your energy cultivation practice by living a very highly more life. You know, you're not really going to get it. And it's not going to it's not going to be refined to higher levels and you will not get help from the high level achievers. They're not going to send the gong transmissions of you a shitty person. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of the uh, asceticism and abstinence that got taught in like the corrupted, more modern versions of the religions had to do with trying to feminize the priesthood, which, you know, feminize the men of the priesthood. But what you're saying does make a lot of sense that at least a period of abstinence, because what we're talking about with this spiritual immortality of being able, being able to hold your attention, like it, this is why meditation is so important, I think, because essentially what we're talking about is the the ability to maintain your attention indefinitely, right? Mm -hmm. Without losing track, without zoning out, spacing out, whatever. And that really that maintaining of attention is akin to delayed gratification because there's sort of like a gratified feeling of just uh, the exhale and and no longer trying to hold things in your mind or like focus. Right. So what this spiritual immortality is, is like a infinite prolonged focus for as long as you want until you, you know, and the body is a great vehicle to help us learn that because when you're in a body, even if you lose focus, lose track of where you're at, your body still has this existence and space and time that you're anchored in. So you can always be yes. coming back to that. But outside it. of the body, like the next level is, can you do it without the training wheels? Yeah, see, you, you're very wise, brother. That That's it. That's why, because, which is a reason when we leave the body, it, it, our psyche isn't, it, it, we, we lose it. You know, not entirely, like if you at least live some type of virtue in a past life and you didn't cultivate much, you still would, could pretty much be at least birthed into, a, as another human, you know what I mean? Like as a human again, like if you was perverted, you know, rapist, pedophile, and you could probably descend into the lower realms, you know, it, it's. So that's it's why I have such a great life and everything's been really positive and a good family. I, I must have been a good boy before. <laughs> good boy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's the incarnation of primordial spirit. You know, some people have more primordial spirit than others. Some have more sediments on the soul than others. So, you know, but either way, redemption is there for everyone, you know, and this was the purpose of, religions. This is why uh, churches was put on pyramids, put on ley lines. These were cultivation bases where certain parts of earth 
where uh, if you was an elder, if your spouse died, you didn't have to die alone. You know, you could learn. You, you may have one. This knowledge was pretty much common anyway. Right. To, to prepare for the afterlife, you would then take it upon yourself and spend all your time in meditation to develop your yang shen. And, you know, and then you could, you know, prepare for the afterlife and, and, and be in that oneness with the Tao. You wouldn't be like sitting in an old folks home just withering away. Like, it's, it's not meant to be like this, brother. Like, like the suffering that entails for the human soul is serious. And so this, this knowledge has to get out, you know. Yeah, the, the way it is for old people, it's like uh, whatever progress they might have made could potentially regress by how poor the experience is for the elders in the West. You got it. Yeah, because of the attachment, the lack of prajna wisdom, the attachment. So what happens? The, the, it stays as yin shen and it's dispersed. It's not weak. So when they die, you know, it, it, it needs that anchor point, the training wheels once again. So the whole reincarnation system is managed by other beings. You could say some say, you know, yeah, because we live in a particular realm where there are uh, what draconians, Leviathan races, Anu fallen races, Anunnaki, you know, all them different names. You know, there are fallen races in these lower realms that can't particularly go and penetrate into higher realms. You know what I mean? So they do kind of, they will be around trying to use us as a food source. But initially, right, the purpose of incarnation was so that you at least would not be completely annihilated into stardust. At least give him, he may forgot or may have these particular emotions and moods and all that that ain't really what the higher heavens. But let's have, let's get him some compassion. Let's, you know, you'll be recycled and maybe you'll be able to gather energy to figure it out and live in a, in a right code of conduct where you could come back into the heavens again. You know, until then, you need to have a proper code of conduct. So is there know, a reverse version of this? What I mean by that is, so I, I do a type of energy healing, I guess you could call it, called biofield tuning. And I'd actually like to ask a few questions from what I've learned doing that practice. But every once in a while, I run into an like an ancestor or more rarely just a what the Buddhists will call hungry ghost, where there's an attached spirit of a deceased human. And I think that that's what all quote unquote demons are. I mean, the, the Greek word in ancient Greek, demonia, right actually there. meant a deceased mm -hmm. human spirit. But if the if the soul has instead of like a focus on the virtue or a focus on just awareness and and that coherence, if they leave their body and they resist the absorption into the one or the source because of how attached they are to a negative or even like evil emotion or feeling, can they retain a type of uh, spiritual body or vehicle that's just limited to this realm, but is yeah. Like that the, yes. their attention that keeps them coherent and their identity is something like evil or perverted or negative? Yes. Yeah. That's why they say in the realm of hungry ghosts and they come out at night, you know, like that. And some will be like in their homes, you know, they got the emotional like attachments to their homes and they, some don't even realize they dead. They just kind of like stuck in this in between. You see, like that. Yeah, that's more of a yin shen. And I wonder if there's a lower form than yin shen. But for the most part, most of humanity, it's just not 
they don't they don't know this knowledge. This was what religion was for to develop that part of you. And I think even in the in in the interim for people that didn't do the work of of cultivation, but they at least had like some kind of religious belief in a savior or a deity like Jesus, Buddha, Mercury, Mm -hmm. Odin, etc. That the (laughs) like the divine wisdom or logos can come to them through that through the image of that particular uh, master or, or deity. And then they will accept the the t- the trip to source and reintegration with the one because they had this trusted figure as a psychopomp or guide so that they don't stay here as a hungry ghost even if they didn't do the cultivation work to maintain um autonomy in their spiritual vehicle does that make sense yeah yeah that's, that's definitely possible usually what happens is it's like you know you just come back into a human body at some point you know it's it's you know and i'm not saying that that's not possible it's just based upon the teachings is that, you know, when they say God helps those who helps themselves, there's one end where you, of course, you know, the transmissions, much respect to, you know, the representatives. But then there's another part where you 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 do the inner Nagong work where you, you have the meditation, the prayer, virtue accumulation. Then you do the, the, the energy work where you learn how to coalesce the energy and, and what it means by the embryonic breath is of. Uh, is the mind stays in the body. It's an internal respiration to where instead of you needing to inhale, exhale, and focus on inhale, exhale as an external respiration, the light builds inside you, almost like, you know, this light to where you begin to generate this internal light that you can live off of, right? Like it's, it's more now where this internal innate chi and from this internal embryo breathing and this building up, that's what then will generate the embryo. You see, which the and so all the purpose of all breath work, yoga, nagong, all body work and breath work techniques was to activate embryonic breathing. Wow, that's a that's a big statement, but with everything we're talking about, makes so much sense that <laughs> I'm in, I'm inclined to uh, to buy that and and look further into it. I've actually never come across information like what you share in your videos about like developing the Nagong body. But in practicing uh, Qigong, it was the, it's the Wa family lineage, the 12 rivers mo- uh, movements, and it's just stimulating the, uh, the, the physical meridians. I also know some, a move set that's more about the, the, uh, the other meridians, the, the non-physical meridians, like the macrocosmic right, right. orbit and et cetera. But in uh, doing that practice for many years, I I noticed when I got into this thing called biofield tuning, which is using tuning forks to find stuck stuck uh, and stagnant energy in people's aura in their energy field, and then helping them clear it and release it. Not just using sound, but also by helping them see the the belief patterns that are holding it in that uh, setting. What I what I noticed when I started practicing that after a while was that uh, where most people who do it are looking to or listening to hear how the the tone of the tuning fork changes when they put it in a different part of the field. And that's their clue that there's something there that's stuck. When I do it, I find the stuck energy because when I put my fork or even just my hand there with no tuning fork, the, uh, the inside of my head has this like pressure, electrical cavitation type of shift, like pressure shift. It even causes my ears to pop similar to if you're going up in elevation, like on a plane, but without the hearing loss or the pain. 
So basically the only other time that I ever noticed that effect was when I was doing Qigong. And I think that that might've been what developed it. So now I have like this communication system with my body where my body can tell me where something is, even if it's invisible or like the edge of somebody's arc field through this system of uh, (laughs) pressure shifts in my head. I can even use it to like, just ask this or that like body. Do I want this? Do I want that? Yes or no type of answers. Right. And it's super consistent. And like, it, it has answers way more uh, wise and uh, psychic than what my conscious mind can come up with. So, so that's interesting. And I wondered if stuff like that is something that people could expect to develop through like Qigong and Nagong practice, some kind of uh, superpowers in, in a way to be aware of yeah. invisible realms or it may be seeing auras or if it's different for different people. What do you think? Yes, yes, sir. Absolutely. It's actually all uh, just natural abilities. You know, um, uh, some people, they, some people that never even did any cultivation, but they have incarnated with primordial spirit a lot more and they may have certain abilities, but everyone has it. And that's really what cultivation does is there's a lot of abilities to start to reawaken, seeing colors. You know what I mean? Um, You know, uh, also you brought up the microcosmic orbit, which is actually... Uh, a very, so level one, okay, so even with the training, you know, even what I teach in Nagong, level one dealt with, because uh, when most people had a microcosmic orbit in, in the West, or it can be empty orbit at times. Uh, like, there's the mental one, like with Montauk Chi, where, it, like, you bring your mind to the different points, right, to try and make the orbit go. That's that's fine. But then there's when you are with this lineage as well. uh, And then how I teach Nagong, it's about becoming full of chi and abundant. Right. So your microcosmic orbit should actually be thick, shoulder to shoulder, very thick. And when the heat is generated in the Dantian, you will feel it begin to just circulate on its own. It's like the the abdomen will become like a pump and it will pump that excess chi you gathered from your cultivation exercise and it will circulate it up the back and down and just to nourish the whole body. And then the orbit will slow down on its own. And then you kind of just bring the awareness back to the Dantian. And then, you know, next level is the macrocosmic where it's down to the legs and, you know, but the, the goal is, even in level one, before you even start the, the spiritual cultivation training with the embryo, uh, a prerequisite is to have uh, a thick microcosmic orbit. But they have quick, rapid techniques to achieve this thick orbit. And they show you specific uh, push-ups that open up the back. Uh, you know, so it's, it's achieved. It's meant to be achieved much more rapidly. And that's really what this lineage is about. So, you know, um, yeah, so that's a that's the next level of microcosmic orbit when it's thick, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And the reason the Taoists or the reason masters are, it's not that it's high level, you know, it's not. It's just so the higher level techniques could work properly, I guess. Right. That's what I was told. So it's so. Does it mean it won't work? 
I'm not saying that either, but it's just to ensure of its efficiency. So at least your pineal gland will be functioning better with having energy come up to it. And then, you know, and then, uh, you know, if you activate the internal embryo breathing, which is pretty much necessary, it's a necessity to even mature the ancient, actually, you know, that type of breathing. So, uh, you know, it's, yeah, you know, I feel, you know, I'm excited to just share it, you know, um, and just kind of to bring people in. And I, I know that uh, it's in books, but it's different when you experience it. You know, it's not a metaphor. It is another body. All right. We read about it. Um, and it's not astral projection. That's yin shen. So it's intentional. You know, you, you like I say, you, you, when you're ready to just like, Okay, you know, you, you can let it out, you know, meditate and then go and explore, you know. Uh, so, brother, it's, it's you know, and, and even with Nagong, like, so the, the Nagong that I teach, it, 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 kind, it came from a lineage that had more of a combat-oriented, like, Shaolin background. So my grandmaster, Guo, uh, Grandmaster Guolin, he was reached a high level in Shaolin, and he had the iron body attainment, you know, where he could protect himself with his chi, and, you know, the iron body. So I, it's interesting. So I, you know, it, it's pretty fun. You know, I, I go in between cultivating my iron body, my physical body, then I, you know, cultivate my yang shen. And then, so it, it's, it's like, you know, you got like, I got another car parked in the garage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I always like to tell people who maybe roll their eyes at the idea of chi. I'm like, okay, well, explain to me how come there's a guy out there who can break a cinder block with his head. But if you put your head to the cinder block, your head would break. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? That, exactly. That's what my grandmaster did. He would break the brick with his head. So I teach the, uh, the um, you know, that type of Qigong as well. And, and it does, you feel it. It's real. It, it stretches open all of the tissues with vigorous internal pressure. And you fill up all of the tissues of the body from the Dantian. You see, so it's it's a real thing. I do that qigong, like I teach it. Uh, actually, teaching it in what uh, almost about an hour and a half. You know, I te- I have a weekend temple. It's real. You know, it's not. It, it it's not opinion. See, the thing is, with when you come to when you're sitting down with cultivators, just like engineers, when engineers sit together, they don't talk based in opinion. It's mathematical equations. It's, it's, it's an objective reality, even when it comes to both iron body, qigong straining for a strong physical body. Each Jing principles, okay, is not a sequence of movements. It's a guideline or principalities that were left by sacred masters, by the masters in Okay, this is the sequence of operation in how to cultivate the physical body properly. All right? And it's objective. Yeah, that's math, order of operations. And that's yes. That's how I describe the Tao. The Tao is the formless pattern that in that is the order in which nature does things. We see it evident through systems like astrology. The proof is that we have spring, summer, fall, winter, and it goes in that order. That there's a proper process through which the creative uh, energy is embodied and formed, you know, like it. And if you go outside of that process, you you can 
maybe make something, but it's going to be aberrant and it's not going to have longevity. But we're we're reaching a good point to take our transition into the second part. And I wanted to make sure you had a chance to let people know how they can find you online, where you might okay. recommend they start, whether they've been practicing some lineage of Qigong or something similar or not. Like what's the, where do they go for sort of the one on one Oh one to uh, make yeah, their way so like, towards what it is you're doing, popping the vehicle out and taking it for a drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing I would say brother is, and I hope this hits them. Um, before I give out the contact details and everything. Right. So most of humanity uh, that we see currently is, is, mo- is mainly spectators and scholars, you know, or the, at, at some point, if they do some energy exercise, it's for physical health. Okay. That, that's, that's the level it's at to heal from illness. Okay. Now I'm going to use this analogy. Like uh, imagine the NFL game, NBA, soccer, At the NBA game, there's millions upon millions of people watching the game. There's millions upon millions of people watching it from the TV and, you know, different parts of the world. These are spectators. These are fans. These spectators and fans know everything about the game. They know everything about the players. They even make, uh, like, suggestions on what they would do if they were in the game. They, he can't even run, right? He's out, out of shape. But he's saying, if that was me, this is what I would have done. So, Armchair quarterbacks, as they say. Yeah, yeah, right? So they say all that shit. But there's only few people in the stadium that are actually playing the game. Everyone else is fans, spectators. They know everything about it. They have the information. And it's the same for the game of immortality enlightenment not much human beings are actually playing this cultivation game they may be doing it to reverse illness and stuff that's that's a good reason health but that's not initially what it was for from from the not religious qigong not religions you see so i say this to say that you know when you begin to play the game it's a whole different life It's entirely different, you see? So now, you know, and then again, you don't even know, like, you know, just like how an NFL player, they have to go through specific trainings to prep their body to be an NFL player. And that's Negong, that's I Ching Jing, that's the microcosmic government, that's, you know, let me prepare, you know? And then the Yang Shan training. So, you know, um, immortality or the way, the Tao, the great way, when a human being finds it, understand if you're watching this right now and if this does resonate, or you could just say you're talking shit. Some people could go to the extreme. But if it does resonate, the heavens have opened up for you to have this opportunity. This is not nothing you take lightly. So I just wanted to say that. Okay, so for spiritual Powerful. cultivation. Powerful. Yes, brother. So for spiritual cultivation training, authentic teachings of Negong and Nedan, Yangshan training, you could message me on Telegram. Uh, you know, well, you probably have the number when you post it, but, you know, one two four two eight one seven six five five five. That's my um, Telegram and WhatsApp. Uh, my IG is uh, ESO underscore the underscore God. And, you know, Facebook, ESOL, uh, and yeah, uh, preferably 
I would rather you message me on Telegram, okay? And then I will uh, give you the information for Master Lee and his assistant. He doesn't speak English. So this is the first time these techniques and trainings have been translated in English to the West, okay? So in the live Zoom, his assistant, Ariana, sits right next to him, and she translates for you, you know, all of the techniques, the knowledge, everything that he breaks it down, all right? Um, and, uh, yeah, Nagong training, if you want, uh, very, but they also have physical body training too, you know, that for, you know, but my program is the Nagong, very efficient physical body, uh, training with opening the meridians of the body. Uh, but yeah, just so reach out, you know, and, and just, just try it out, you know, but you really, if you talking about the spiritual game, you know, understand that it's, I mean, not everyone may agree with this, but there were linear instructions left for spirituality. It wasn't like you hit some acid and you tripping balls and now you're like this floaty butterfly just kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't need anyone. We have the biggest misconception. We have already arrived, which is true. All right. But what they're talking about is the fundamental nature of the Tao that never changes. Yes, you have never changed, but your genetic template in this technology is not picking up on the frequency. You see, it's like me bragging about having a 5G Wi-Fi, but my damn uh, receiving my laptop can't even pick it up properly. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we've already arrived is another way of understanding that the truth is always present and self-evident, but sometimes our filters and our distractions keep us from noticing what's right under our nose. And for those of us who've landed on this conversation, it's a, a sure sign that your filters are clearing up quite a lot. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, right. The truth is right under your nose and you're, you're seeing it. So uh, right. I'm going to take you up on, I'm going to take you up on, on the things you just laid out and we'll oh, brother, would over. Be great. Let's would be great to have you, man. You know, uh, you know, and we know there's no such thing as healing, you know, and you're ready. Perfect. It's just healing is based upon fixing your technology, just the, the body you have, you know, that's it. Fixing your vehicle so that, you know, you could receive the transmissions properly. You know, that's it. Your true mind has never changed. You see word. Love it. All right. We're going to take a, we're going to, we're going to take a break and move on to part two. Thanks for being here, man. And uh, really looking forward to the things that we're going to explore in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Good people. I think we just found it. I think we got the answer. I've been looking for this information for a long time. I, I wouldn't say looking. I've been like, I've been asking for it and waiting for it to find me. 
So I got to say, first of all, thanks to the listener who put me on to Mark English, a.k.a. ESO L. Wow. What a cool talk. I mean, I think even for this audience who is extremely advanced, typically, there's maybe going to need to be some groundwork laid to fully understand the uh, the depth of just how profound this information is, this concept is. But I'm excited. I'm going to go back to this one's for the archives, but I'm going to go back to this one someday in the future and just be like, yeah, this was it, man. This was it. So to be completely frank, I'm getting the same kind of feeling from this talk as when I first heard about biofield tuning, the the bells are ringing. There's something here. Need to investigate further. Really excited for that. I'm going to put in the show notes, a link to all of the ways that you might be able to contact Mark and Particularly, I recommend getting into his YouTube channel. Check out the video, Developing the Qigong slash Nagong Body, The Truth About Qigong and How Does Qi Actually Feel. That's going to give you a really good understanding of like the, the physical body attainment that Mark has been practicing and what that like what the purpose of that is, how to mm, like cultivate and disseminate Qi through the body. I'm going to be following this path. I really will. This is something I think that is uh, the next level for me is the purpose of potentially the purpose of being here is that creation of (laughs) the homunculus. It's not an anal homunculus, but it is a type of homunculus giving uh, birth to the next body that you're going to ride. That makes so much sense. It's a, it's amazingly profound. (laughs) It, it, it informs all of the things we've ever hypothesized about the placenta and uh, the like that we could actually sort of become a placenta to our own next body. It's insane in a good way. It's a, it's next level stuff. And I hope you guys check out hour two, cause you're going to get a better sense of Mark in his range, which I loved. I had a lot of fun. Part two is going to be accessible on Patreon or Rockfin. you know, the drill, or if you're new here, get into the show notes and find the links to that Patreon five bucks a month or Rockfin 15 bucks a month. Patreon gets you the whole archive of everything I've ever done. A nice, tidy RSS feed you can plug into your favorite podcast player. Uh, Rockfin, though, you get access to all of the premium content on that network. And you can hang out with us live when shows premiere or they're live streaming and they have the premium paywall. So both of those are great options. Either way, you're supporting me and what I do. And uh, I appreciate that. But I guess after this conversation, I'm realizing that just the gratitude that you guys might feel out there for the information that gets shared on this channel is sort of putting drops in the bucket of my, my wealth for whatever comes next, which is pretty cool. I feel that I totally feel that. Uh, but besides just mental appreciation, the physical reciprocity is, is great. It's good for you too. That's virtue, right? So support me. You get some virtue credits for your, uh, spiritual social credit score. <laughs> Anyway, uh, regardless of how you get into it, the second hour contained, you know, whether you do Rockfin or Patreon, the second hour we talk about the three types of chi, the metaphor that helps you understand them of the candle that is your your holistic being and how these aspects of chi work together. We discussed ancient Egyptians and the original Buddhism and how all of the religions are actually meant to be allegories for the techniques that Mark and I were talking about in this, this conversation. We discussed why virtue must come before the chi cultivation techniques and how religion was a part of ensuring that we discussed 
being a responsible parent to your own next body. That was profound, profound stuff. We got into the uh, the path of knowledge or gnosis or what you call a gnana yoga. Talked about germs and the generative power, the origins of humanity and the reasons for the fall, the periodical innov- renovation of the matrix, all of that stuff. Really good stuff. And even though we mostly stayed in his wheelhouse, I could tell that Mark has done all the same type of research and investigation that we like to get into in this show. He's very, very well informed on the out there stuff that is our wheelhouse. I love it. I love it. What a guy. And you can just feel, you know, there's a coherence to his energy field that you can feel through the screen. And I love that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. There's so much, so much richness to get out of it. I'm almost like speechless about what to say in the second or in the, uh, the outro here. I don't even really want to just go on for the sake of going on, but it does feel like we got some answers. We got some keys. I love that. Uh, if you all out there are interested in some biofield tuning though, it could be really helpful to making sure that as you cultivate the chi in your body, that you don't hit these energy blocks. One thing it fascinates me to no end is how in uh, tuning sessions, there's like a, there's an emergence of whatever the Zodiac sign, the sun is in coming through the sessions based on how that sign corresponds to a part of the human body, particularly in, uh, as January reached the midpoint. And as we transitioned into Aquarius season, lots of, left ankle or mostly left ankle actually specifically the left i don't know why the left but there's been a lot of ankle stuff and as you know aquarius rules the ankles also seeing a big uptick in uh clients that we need to help them resolve their birth trauma being from a c-section so i'll just tell you right now let me give you some free free tuning verbally speaking If you or someone you love was born from a C-section, there is a tendency, at least until it's uh, observed and resolved, to hold on to and to easily be triggered into guilt, shame, frustration, resentment. The reasons for that are, and it's all sacral chakra, self-worth stuff, is that the sacral chakra has, uh, it governs our our sense of self-worth. And when we come into the world through a C-section, there's this intrinsic sense and awareness of the way that you were born actually hurt your mom and it's not your fault right but it creates this internal guilt program that runs all the time and c-section kids they tend to have like a a need to be recognized for how good they are but also constantly feeling frustrated that they're not getting that recognition or, or that they are guilty and they're not good enough regardless of how much recognition and there's a lot we could say about that. The the nature of birth being that there's like a satisfying release that occurs whenever a natural birth is achieved and that satisfaction or fulfillment is, is lost in the C-section birth, leading the person born that way to have a lot of intrinsic frustration that can get translated into resentment for others and for self. And the, the way this might happen the way someone might be wired with these guilt programs and frustration programs can be, it is, it's always unique to the individual. People develop their own story around that and it will have to do with their family karma and things of that nature. So there is, there are things that in attuning I can help you maybe zero in on, well, how does it work for you specifically? But 
just being aware of what I said, if you happen to have been born that way, can help you start to just percolate that awareness and get some automatic epiphanies and, and insights about your own tendency to feel guilty, ashamed, frustrated, or resentful, and to let that go and connect it back to the birth story. Do some hmm, inner child work, visualize yourself as a baby, give the fulfilled and gratitude grateful feeling to that inner child, you know, you can tune yourself mentally, but you got to be aware of the the pattern in the program first. And so I've seen so many, uh, seen so many C-section clients lately that I just felt like I wanted to put that out there and public, public service announcement, right? Uh, maybe that'll give me some virtue credits. Hopefully it helps somebody that's hearing this right now. But again, if, if you then notice what I'm talking about, but you still need some help with it. I'm here for tunings and they're very powerful. We can resolve that stuck energy. It's great. It's great. And man, yeah, the C-section energy is noticeable. Like I've gotten experienced enough to the point where as soon as I put the fork in the sacral chakra of someone born that way, I'm immediately just like, oh, you were a C-section. I can tell. Because why else would a baby, like the baby level of the energy field be... uh why would it be guilty or, or shameful just intrinsically? There's nothing to be guilty about being a baby. Anyway, all of that is fascinating to me because I'm looking at how our own next experience and its body can be aborted by the very the, the stuck energy that we're not allowing to, uh, to flow and embody within our physical vessel. From this conversation, it's like, this is the high level shit that you come to Interverse for, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't get it, go watch some of Mark's videos, the one I mentioned about Qigong and Nagong, and come back to this conversation and take in the wisdom. This is potentially the way. Like, I wouldn't just say that about anything. This, this might be the best example of the reason for why we're here. Uh, <laughs> the meaning of life is life. That's my opinion. But if that's the truth, then, well... If there was a meaning to this life, it would be to figure out how to extend that life forward into the future, how to spiritual immortality, how to retain our, our memory and our essence and, and carry it forward. It makes sense. I loved it. So thank you again to that, that listener who it was a Patreon patron. So double thank you because you're supporting. And that's a, a much more likely way to get my attention if, if you want me to get into a topic is uh, be a supporter. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just sort of noise. I, I look at the YouTube comments, but you get it. All right. So I'm going to play us out with uh, some music by uh, a duo called Loki Moon. And I actually just worked with uh, one of these two people in a tuning session. And I realized that they made music and I thought, cool, I'll put it in. I found something I liked. So I hope you guys enjoy it. If you make music, hit me up. Maybe I'll put it in the show. I'm always looking for good stuff that I have permission to play. And with that, I bid you adieu. I love you all and uh, be good. Virtue coming first in the whole process. That's very important. See you guys next time. Yeah.